Hola, you're listening to In Your Piel or In Your Skin, a skincare podcast highlighting POCS editions, beauty professionals, and everything in between. I'm your host, Claire, and I'm here to help you feel empowered, find services near you, and learn about other POC beauty professionals that are doing big things in the industry. I'm an esthetician, digital marketer, polyglot, and I'm obsessed with all things globalization and skincare. I founded the brand Beauty Traducia, where I share skincare tips in a multilingual context, and I met so many amazing estheticians of color in the process. Finding beauty professionals of color is a common struggle on social media, and for this reason, I'm looking to highlight those that may look like you and can resonate with the struggles of being a POC in industries where inclusivity isn't always top of mind. This is a space where I look to share their story, new product launches, and talk about what we love most in the industry. If you're ready to find beauty professionals that can resonate with your story and maybe learn bits of a foreign language when possible, you are on the right show. Hello, hello, and welcome to another wonderful episode of In Your Piel. Today's a very special guest today because I actually found her through my consult service. It wasn't for me. It was for somebody that I connected with. I connected my, my consult patient with her, and we became friends on social media, and I think she has an interesting story that I'd like to share with all of you. So welcome, Talia. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited. <laughs> We're happy to have you. So you're, you're a Dallas-based esthetician. You specialize in acne skin. But I know there's more to this story. So why don't you talk us through your journey to becoming an esthetician? Yes, ma'am. Um, so I've kind of always had an interest and a fascination with the beauty industry kind of as a whole ever since I was a kid. Um, I never really realized my interest in skincare um but I used to always watch like all the skincare YouTube videos and I wanted to try like every new product um and then when I was in high school I began struggling with my own skin mm -hmm. um and so that just kind of pushed that interest a little deeper and then one day my friend was like oh you should be an esthetician and I was like yeah you're right I should do that so I like looked into it, um, toured some schools, and I just fell in love with it. It truly has become my passion and the one thing that I never get bored of. That's really, really cool. No, that's kind of similar to my story. I had really bad hormonal acne in my late 20s, and I was just like, okay, I can go get facials, but like, I want to know how to do the home care myself and do mm -hmm. it at home properly. So like, I don't know. I was always nerding out when I would go to my facial. Yeah, I, I would be that chatty, pa that chatty client that was on the bed and be like, "What does this machine do? What do they want to know? Everything and anything." I love it. Those are my favorite people <laughs> because I could talk about these things for forever. So I love when people just ask everything. So I love it. Really, really funny. And then they're just like, okay, enough. Like, you have to just go to esthetician school. Go to, <laughs> go to Christine Vami. That's where I went. It's like the best school in New York. So. That's awesome. Yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, I feel like estheticians that have been through it and struggled with their own skin, I think they're the best estheticians. Absolutely. No, and that's actually why, shout out to Jimena if you're listening to this. So I posted a, a picture on my social media 
of that journey when I had the really bad acne and I was doing a series of like deep peels. Mm -hmm. And she said, look, that's really what made me want to reach out to you because I trust you because all these social media influencers, yeah. they have perfect lighting and perfect stuff. And if they have it, if they have a pimple, it's probably just makeup. And like, she doesn't believe in them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So while we're on that topic, so what are your thoughts on influencer skin tips? I myself, I'm not crazy about it because I feel like, yes, you're saving money by using these like cheap, cheap drugstore skincare <laughs> remedies and like putting uh -huh. lemon slices on your face oh, is just yeah. not a good idea. Mm -mm. I feel like you're saving money, but then you're not because you're going to screw up your skin and then you're going to have to do a lot more. percent. I agree completely with what you're saying. Um, although I do love that people are making skincare a more known thing yeah. and are involving more people in it. I love that. But like you said, s s trying to save a dollar is going to cost you hundreds in the long run because oh. you're going to have to try to undo everything that you did that, that was not good for your skin. Um, and yeah, I would so much rather someone just save their money and put it towards seeing a professional esthetician and having them look at their skin and give them recommendations and then putting your money towards esthetician recommended products rather than going on YouTube or Pinterest or Instagram or whatever, TikTok, and trying out whatever they're trying out because not everyone's skin is the same. What works for you won't work for your friend. Exactly. So I just always recommend seeing a professional. And I feel like so many people just care more about the influencer side of it and the followers and the money and whatever, rather than genuinely helping someone with their skin. Exactly. No, and it makes me angry, like the videos and like, th these are good products for oily skin. These are good products for combination skin. Okay, but like the everyday person doesn't know what they have. So exactly. why not just go spend the $90, get like a basic cleansing facial. And then like, it's less than what you'd probably spend on crap at Sephora. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Sephora. <laughs> the things and the money that people spend at Sephora Whoa. and the things that people at Sephora tell other people. That drives me crazy. I'm, I'm always listening in the corner, like shaking my head, being like, don't horrible. get the Clinique. Don't spend it's the drunk elephant. Oh, my God. No. The amount of times I'm like in an Ulta or Sephora and I see someone shopping for skincare and I like want to interject myself so bad. <laughs> I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. I did, I did that the other day because the person asked me, she was going crazy at the ordinary like oh. kiosk, whatever. Mm -hmm. She was buying all the acids and then she'd like turn to me for some reason. And she's just like, <laughs> what do you think about these products? And I'm just like, it's okay if you're on a budget, but for the love of all things that are fluffy, please. <laughs> Just pick one. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I said, I said, I don't know you, but a lot of people <laughs> don't know how to mix these products properly and they end up burning their skin. And yep. it's just, nope, 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 nope. I've nope. seen that too many times. Yep. Too so, many times. So just be careful out there. Anyone who's listening, just... <laughs> See a professional if you can. There's plenty. PM one of us, please. <laughs> please see one of us. I have a consult service, so I can help you find somebody oh. near you. But this is actually a good segue into my next question because I feel like professional skincare has a bad rap. People think, oh, it's so expensive. It's not accessible. I can't just order it like I can from Derm Store and Sephora. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to go and get a facial and I have to listen to a sales pitch from an esthetician. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's a lot of affordable professional lines that people don't know about 
So what are your th- what are your thoughts on that? What are your what are some of your favorite affordable lines? Um, my favorite and one that I use every single day is Face Reality. Yeah. Um, their products range from I think like twenty to forty dollars. Like mm-hmm. it's a very affordable line. Um, and their products last you three to four months. So when you're breaking it down, your full routine is going to cost you maybe thirty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's pretty accessible, in my opinion. Um, It has over a 90%, I think, success rate. I have personally never met anyone that it hasn't worked for. And like I said, I use it every single day. That is the one thing that has completely transformed my skin. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love all their products as well. They are my favorite. All my clients love their products too. And they love the price of it. Um, I think they like coming in and just like picking it up because I know I did. Um, like being able to just go somewhere like a suite and shop a little bit, pick it up and go home. I genuinely did enjoy that. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I love, I love that line too. I like skin script. I just think there's a lot of good, good lines that just need better help with their marketing. They need estheticians with big followings to promote them so that they can go head to head with all these popular influencers the skin influencers a hundred percent because i mean my clients all ask them you know have you ever heard of face reality most of the time the answer is no but if i ask them have you ever heard of drunk elephant mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. they'll probably say yes yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah i agree with you a hundred percent it's all about marketing so it's just unfortunate but we're doing what we can to, to fix the gap exactly i try to put on as many people as i can to face mm-hmm. reality absolutely and Talia, why don't you talk a little bit about um, women of color and what you wish more of us know about skincare? You're half Filipina. You have beautiful yes. skin. Thank but you. I know a lot of people, a lot of us struggle with our skin. One, because we're paid less money than white women. And just we're at a disadvantage in everything that we do. So I want, 100%. Maybe you could go into a little bit of detail on just what you wish more, more women of color knew about skincare. Yeah. Um, my number one thing is that when it comes to skincare, if you're finding the right esthetician, there should be no one that is left out. Um, there should be a way to make any skin tone, any person have the skin that they want. Because um, I know that there's a lot of things in the industry that aren't fit for women of color and women with a darker Fitzpatrick scale. Mm-hmm like peels and things like that, that just aren't made for our skin tone. Um, But I definitely think it's super important to find, do your research, find an esthetician that you really trust and love, and they'll be able to make it happen for you. They will find one way or another to give you your dream skin. I love that. No, and I I want more more women of color to know that, look, skincare can be accessible too. You don't have to give up coffee like a lot of people like to say. That makes me mad because I'm Colombian, so I, I love coffee. I need it to survive. <laughs> <laughs> I love coffee and I love skincare, and I know, I'm not going to cut one no, off. No, yeah. Um, skincare should never be like a luxury, like something for only people that can afford it. It should be for everyone because your skin is important, and yeah. you should take care of it no matter who you are. I think that it should be something for literally everybody. Absolutely. No, um, and, and I mean, the good thing about The Ordinary is it's showing people, look, these these ingredients are affordable. Like, you can get a bottle of lactic acid for $5. It's just brands like 100%. to upcharge it. <laughs> 100%. And that's why I love what you do with, um, you know, matching people up with other estheticians because you're helping other 
probably women of color finding other women of color that can help them out and they understand and they can give a greater idea of what the process is going to be like. Like I know for me and some of my clients, I can tell them, you know, you're probably going to peel for a couple more days or this and that because of our skin tone or, you know, this process might take longer or whatever because of our skin tone. And I like that I can be able to relate to them in that way. Exactly. And I, I like that when you when they're looking at us, they're lying down on the table, they're thinking, okay, they know what I'm going through, they know what it's like. And I don't know, I, I've had a couple of, of my clients, they've, they've introduced me to their parents, because their parents don't speak English, they're not comfortable in English. So like, I do the consul in Spanish, I do the consul in Portuguese, mm-hmm. it's no, it's no big deal for me. But I feel like there needs to be more people that understand why this is a necessity. So 100% doing what we can. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I I found you because uh, uh, one of my consult patients was struggling with acne. She wanted a woman of color esthetician near her in Dallas where she could go to. And no, I feel like I, she showed me the picture. She showed, look what Talia did to my skin. Look at how she transformed it. I like had really bad, just like, just stuff stuck in my yeah. pores because she never had she never prioritized getting facials mm-hmm. but um what what advice do you have for people listening that they're struggling with acne right now and just they want to give up and just they're down in yeah. the dumps with their skin i've been there maybe you've been there just oh, what I advice have, do you yeah i have definitely been there many times over i mean i feel like i have tried everything under the sun for my acne um But my biggest piece of advice is finding an esthetician that you trust, um, making it your number one priority, um, and you it will get better. I know you think that this is the end of the freaking world, um, and I know how much of a toll that acne takes on you mentally and your confidence, and it it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does get better. Skin is always changing. Like literally every single day, your skin is always changing. So you are not stuck in the skin you have now. Um, It's just all about finding a professional that you trust and sticking to it, making it a priority, being committed to it. Um, Because it does take work. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, you can't go in for one facial or buy one product use it once and think your skin's going to change. It takes work Mm -hmm. and it takes commitment, but as long as you make it a priority, you will get there eventually, 100%. I love all that. And I just want to add that if you go for your facial and you feel like they're bullying you, they're they're making you feel bad because you can't afford the entire routine that they're suggesting you buy, go find somebody else. Oh, 100%. Because no esthetician should ever do that to anyone. Um, you should never feel like you're being sold something. I always focus more on educating rather than selling. Um, and yeah, just finding someone that will work with your skin and your budget and things like that, I think is super important. I feel like when you go to estheticians that own their own business, yes, they're focused on selling you, but they have less pressure from management to keep selling and meet a quota and do all these different things. I know people... I know my friends from esthetician school, they went to go work at major chains and worked at Massage Envy and European Mm -hmm. Rock Center. And they said that they felt very pressured by just those types of change to sell and they have to meet their quota. And sometimes they didn't even believe that the person needed these products, but they they felt pressure 
And they, yeah, like, and they were I gonna, mean, yeah. there's definitely lots of estheticians like that out there, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you ever feel that way, just keep searching for the right esthetician. Uh, ask your friends, get referrals, see who they love, mm-hmm. um, because there are definitely some estheticians like that. And although it is sad, it's reality. You know, mm-hmm. they will push a product on you that you don't need. They just want to make their commission. They just want to make a sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just trying to make their money however they can. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I've definitely worked for a company and I know kind of that pressure of hitting a goal and selling this much product and things like that. But at the end of the day, if my client doesn't need it, I'm not going to sell it and I'm not going to recommend it. I'm only going to recommend what my client needs and nothing more, nothing less. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So definitely search for the small, small, small owned businesses. And yes. Don't be afraid to dump your esthetician if they make you feel like crap. Because yes. You're, you're at a spa. You're at, you're lying down on the table for them to help you feel better about yourself. You want to exactly. Love, and you if you're not receiving your that, then exactly. You want to love your reflection when you get handed the mirror and you don't want to be made you don't want to feel like they're making fun of you because you can't afford their products at the end. A hundred percent. You want to feel comfortable with this person. You want to feel, I guess, almost loved by this person. Like they truly care mm-hmm. about helping you. You know, you don't want to feel like just someone walking in the door to swipe their card and then leave. Absolutely. Definitely. Talia, this was such a wonderful interview. I know yes. a lot of people are definitely captivated. You have like a positive energy that I can feel throughout <laughs> through the lap- laptop screen. So, do so you. I, defi- you. I definitely want to know how our listeners can support you. If you have virtual consults, anyone that's not in Dallas, they'll probably say like, oh, well, I don't have a lot of money, but I have acne and Talia seemed really sweet. So I want to help her and I want to do like a virtual consult with her. I don't know if that's yeah, something you sure. offer, but you definitely should. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, currently, not really something that I offer, but hopefully in the future, hopefully in the near future, that will be. Um, but as far as support, I mean, y'all can follow me on Instagram at Skin by Talia. Um, my website link is in the bio. If anyone ever wants to reach out, ask a question or anything, please DM me. I could talk about skincare for literally hours. So any questions, don't bother me at all. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, so please just reach out. <laughs> I would love to talk to you guys. Definitely. All right. Well, new episodes go live every Friday. And I look forward to introducing you to more amazing women of color and beauty. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this episode was both entertaining and informative for you. Expect new episodes every Friday, so make sure you subscribe and check out my social media pages at Beauty Traducida for daily skincare content. Also, let me know if you or someone you know would like to be featured in a future episode. We would love to hear your story.